Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. The big story for this week is PAX Unplugged. SR Universe went to PAX Unplugged. They had a booth. They had a play area. They had one ticketed event for this week. Let me go through the happenings at PAX Unplugged this weekend. I'll start on Friday. The first big match of the weekend was the Underworld Championship match. Bob Dunn, the Underworld Champion, using his own competitor, Robert the Brain Dunn, faced challenger Evie Fresh Everett Stevens. Everett Stevens was given the choice of either using the Phoenix EV Fresh or the Shadow Phoenix. He chose to use the Shadow Phoenix. And so they faced off in a standard match, meaning count-out victories were available as well as disqualifications. However, the championship only changes hands on a pinfall or submission victory. This match went to crowd meter one, and the winner and still champion Bob Dunn. After the match, Bob Dunn once again called out the player of the era, John Polverino, who was looking to win the Underworld Championship and complete the Grand Slam Championship, winning the five original championships, the heavyweight, the Underworld, the tag, the trios, and the tornado tag. Next up, that night was the only ticketed event at PAX Unplugged. I don't have a lot of details on this. I'm going to assume bullet rounds to a top cut. That's what usually happens, but I have not seen the format posted anywhere. I can give you the semifinal results and the final results. The semifinals were a tag team match. Loudmouth Leo, who was running the event, decided to pit the top four against each other in tag team matches. The first team was Big Match Pete using Jay White and the Canoli Anthony Perry using Nanook from the North. The second team was Prince Butters using Officer Breezes and Matt Hass using Sabu. This match went all the way to crowd meter four using the standard tag team crowd meter. The winner at crowd meter four, the team of Big Match Pete and the Cannoli. So they face off in the finals. It is a main event finals. It is announced before the finals that the winner will get a shot at the United States Championship. Now, Big Match Pete is a member of the higher class. The higher class at that moment prior to the match was banned from getting title shots. It was determined that if Big Match Pete won this match, it would cause the ban to be lifted from all of the members of the higher class. Once again, it's Big Match Pete with Jay White facing the ring general Anthony Perry with Nanook from the north. This was played using the main event stipulation. It went to crowd meter two. Very tight match. 
what the determining factor ended up being was Jay White's gimmick. Big Match Pete used Jay White's gimmick twice toward the end of the match to convert turn roll losses to bumps, which he eventually won the subsequent turn rolls, hit his finish, and he wins the PAX Unplugged Tournament. He's the PAX Unplugged Champion, and he gets a shot at the United States Champion, Eddie Fury, for that belt. When is that going to take place? Nothing's been determined yet, but he is the next contender for the United States Championship. Also that night, going on pretty much concurrently with this, there was a tag team match to determine a contender for the LFF Tag Team Championships. The first team in the match was Patrick Mulligan using Amazing Red and Prince Butters using Officer Breezes. The second team in the match was Matt Hass using Sabu and the Philosopher using Baby Brick. I have no details about this match except that Patrick Mulligan and Prince Butters emerge victorious. They get the shot at the Michigan's Most Dangerous Alliance. That brings us to Saturday. We have this match go down. Chris Pate using X-Royce. Sean Loeb using Robert the Brain Dunn. Take on their challengers. Patrick Mulligan with Amazing Red. And Prince Butters with Officer Breezes with the LFF tag team belts on the line. This is a no disqualification, no count out match. Using the tag team crowd meter. At crowd meter zero, Dangerous Alliance is able to hit their finish against Prince Butters. I believe the finish roll was an eight. He rolls a five, a six, and a seven, not necessarily in that order. But because he has the ring general as his entrance card, he gets an additional breakout roll. He rolls, I believe, a 10 on that final roll, and he's able to break out. The match ends up going to crowd meter one. In the end, Michigan's most dangerous alliance retains. They go out Saturday, still the LFF Tag Team Champions. Also on Saturday, practice site Jeremy Steigerwald was running some side events. Because again, there was no other ticketed event. Primarily due to Winter Wars Rumble 2 taking place off-site that night. We'll talk about that in just a moment. First, the side event. The first side event was a birdcage match for a champion of Kickstarter card. The six competitors in the match were Anthony Perry, Chris Pate, Jonathan Van Derziel, Matt Hass, Bob Dunn, and Chris McMillan. The winner of the birdcage ends up being Bob Dunn. He elects to use a let's make a deal option. And instead of taking the champion of Kickstarter card, he takes a master of ceremonies. Now at this point, the master of ceremonies upon receipt was not signed by anybody at the GM's office. Wasn't signed by Steve Resk. Maybe in the future, who knows right now. All the brain has, all Bob Dunn has is an unsigned 
Master of Ceremonies card. There was also a draft event with Dan McGinn taking second in the event and Carlos Lumbre winning the event. The final day of PAX Unplugged, Sunday, the LFF Tag Team Championship was once again up for grabs. There was a planned match. The team of The Line faced off against a team consisting of members of the faction of Young, Dumb, and Broke. Young, Dumb, and Broke was part of the Winter Wars Rumble 2 Saturday night. There are three members, Charlie Tiger, Jordan Oliver, and Ellis Taylor. Jordan Oliver and Ellis Taylor faced The Line for a shot at the belts. They won. And so they faced off against Chris Payton and Sean Loeb for the LFF Tag Team Championships. Payton using X-Royce, Loeb using Robert the Brain Dunn, Jordan Oliver used Rob Van Dam, Ellis Taylor used Officer Breezes. This match went to crowd meter two. Young, Dumb, and Broke played very well. They forced both Chris Payton and Sean Loeb to use Taunt's opponent spectacles to stay alive in the end. Young, Dumb, and Broke hits their submission finish. Chris Payton and Sean Loeb are unable to kick out, and so Young, Dumb, and Broke are the new LFF Tag Team Champions. What does this mean for the future of the championship? I don't know. Because in the past, we've had actual professional wrestlers hold LFF Championship belts. Scheduling can be an issue. So will this mean going forward, for the time being, we will see the LFF Tag Team Championships defended less often? That's a possibility. We'll just have to watch out for that. But as of right now, Jordan Oliver and Ellis Taylor, young, dumb, and broke, are the LFF Tag Team Champions. Since we're talking about young, dumb, and broke, might as well talk about the New South Pro Wrestling event sponsored by SRG Universe, Winter Wars Rumble 2. I was not able to be there. However, I did watch it on IWTV. This is a streaming service where various independent wrestling promotions put their um, promotions up to be viewed. They have live capabilities, so I watched it live. They also have recorded programs, that is, IWTV, including past New South episodes. So my general impression from watching the uh, show last night, as I'm recording this, is December 12th. Winter Wars Rumble 2 was on the 11th. Ran from about 7 p.m. to a little past 10.30. There was a 10-minute intermission before the main event, which was a battle royal, an over-the-top battle royal match. The quality of wrestling was relatively good. I liked it. There was not a lot of silly, goofy comedy. There was some. There was some. But it wasn't too bad. Hopefully it's not a lot worse. I prefer a more serious wrestling product. Some people enjoy a lot of goofy comedy. I, generally speaking, do not. Especially in ring comedy. I.e. making fun of the actual wrestling itself. The early matches I thought were good. I thought it really slowed down during the Tag Team Championship match. 
this was the match actually featuring Young, Dumb, and Broke. Ellis Taylor and Jordan Oliver, they were the challengers. The champions were Ella Envy and Kenzie Page. This ended up being a 30-minute long match. It went to time, and then they added some time on. It very much dragged for me. That and then the next match, I'd hoped would have been shorter. This was the Avery Good versus Hunter Drake. It was supposed to be versus Adam Priest. I hope I'm remembering that correctly. But Adam Priest, as well as Derek Neal, both could not make the event. They were stuck in Detroit. There were travel issues due to weather. As a result, from what I know of the six people in the New South Pro Wrestling box set, Kenzie Page, Adam Priest, Derek Neal, Cabana Man Dan, Kung Fu, Donnie Janela, and Dump Saunders. Only three of those people saw action. Kenzie Page in that championship match. Cabana Man Dan was in the preliminary match, the opening match, as well as a future tag team match. He lost the preliminary, won the second tag team match. And then Kung Fu Donnie Janela was both in a singles match as well as the Rumble at the end. He won the singles. He was the final man eliminated in the Rumble, meaning that the New South box set wrestlers went 3-2 and two overall at Winter Wars Rumble with three of them not seeing action. And I'm not sure if Dump Saunders was there or not. He never appeared on camera. It's possible he was at the meet and greet, but he was not in the Rumble. He was not in match. He was not featured on commentary, as far as I know. He was not in ring. There was a special guest ring announcer the whole night. SRG's own Jennifer Bell. She was the special guest ring announcer, Miss Southern Bell. And she did a fine job. It was nice to see her there. It was a big surprise. I wasn't expecting that. But she was the ring announcer for the night. And I think now's a good time to bring this up here. Part of the New South Pro Wrestling Winter Wars Rumble 2 event was a meet and greet for people who, if they got their tickets, they could go meet and greet the wrestlers and they could get their New South Pro Wrestling competitors signed. From what I understand... Those competitor sets were not available at the event. Apparently, all of the product to be released this weekend at PAX Unplugged was stuck at a shipping facility in New Jersey. None of the new competitors to be released were there. The daily promos were not there, and the New South Pro Wrestling box sets were not there. From what I understand, the only thing new that I saw them post about during the weekend was a new version of Dirty Eddie that had a new gimmick and new finishes, but from what I can tell, the same logo, so you could use the old finishes with it as well. Outside of that, there was plenty of product at the booth at PAX Unplugged from what I saw in the videos and what they advertised for sale. The big thing they were pushing this weekend were Ikuzo bundles, that included the Ikuzo skill cards. Apparently, 
that is the final version of either that print run or just those cards for right now. Those are available in those bundles, and then when those bundles go, that's not available anymore. That was all that they were really big time pushing at PAX Unplugged. That's pretty much the big stuff out of PAX Unplugged. A couple things I'll mention. The 24-7 balloon belt was being played for at PAX Unplugged every day. Practice sites started out with the belt, and then that was played for by different champions. I believe at the end of the first day, JVD, Jonathan Van Derziel, ended as champion. I believe that day two ended with practice site as champion. I could be wrong on that. I apologize if I am. And then on day three, on Sunday, I don't know who ended as champion. I saw Chris Pate at one point held the belt. Michael Nichols, from what I understand, had four successful defenses as a 24-7 balloon belt champion. I saw Jordan Oliver get a shot at the belt, but was unsuccessful. But that was floating around. Also, I learned this this weekend. As part of the build-up to this weekend, the chief operating officer of SRG Universe, Griff Briggs, made the rounds, gave some interviews in both print and video. In one of these interviews, on the Andrew Thompson Interviews show, he revealed that the New South Pro Wrestling box set has two decks in it. It's a two-player set. I was unaware of this. I was under the impression it only had the competitor sets and nothing else. I don't know what's in those decks. I don't know if it's uh, new cards. I don't know if it's uh, alternate art cards. I'm not sure what's in those decks, but I have it confirmed. I did reach out to SRG Universe and confirm the New South Pro Wrestling box set is a two-player set. It comes with two decks, two dice, six competitors, Dump Saunders, Derek Neal, Adam Priest, Cabana Mandan, Kung Fu, Donnie Janela, and Kenzie Page. That's all I know about. With that, that's going to do it for the news out of PAX Unplugged. Let's talk about some of the other SRG Universe news for this week. I think I'm going to go ahead and start with the Rising Stars Tournament. There's been an update to the Rising Stars Tournament. We have a final top 16. The top 16 are, and I'm not going to go through who won the plans versus who got the buy. I'm just going to give you the list of top 16. The Corrugated Cardboard Villain, Brian Lee, Swaggy D, Juan Beza, Chris, Ockpitch, Cheshire, The Great Outdoors, Rob Britt, Wrench Monkey, The Wiser Wizard, Rin Winsame, Joel Williams, Christina Irwin, Ronnie Rooms, Daniel Gutowski, and The Oracle. These are going out of the top 16. No other news has been given. We know that they get to change their decks between every round. Will they know the stipulation? Will they know the matchup before they can do that? That has not been announced yet, but we have a top 16 for the Rising Stars tournament. Those are pretty much the big stories for this week. Let me give you some odds and ends. 
There was a championship defended. We saw the LFF Tri-State Tag Team titles on the line. Candyman Dan and the Norsemen were the current champions. They faced off against the Italian Mombata and the Phoenix Evie Fresh. The match went to crowd meter six. The winners of the match, still champions, the Norsemen and Candyman Dan. They win, they retain. On the dojo, I talked about that ongoing um, faction battle. This week, this past Tuesday, it was the Freak Show versus the Rack Pack. Candy Mam representing the Rack Pack. Dizzy Derailed representing the Freak Show. After all was said and done Tuesday, Dizzy emerged with a better record. So the Freak Show gets the spot in the future tournament. The first delivery for the Fill the Van campaign was made earlier this week. As far as I know, the campaign is still going on. I don't know what's going on with the autographs because I believe the autograph portion took place this week, but the Fill the Van campaign is still going. The Neelands are still trying to decide who they will put up against Kirk Polka. We do have on December 19th, a week from today, two matches on a monthly match card. Kirk Polka will be defending the LFF World Heavyweight Championship against a Neelan, Neelan to be determined. And the Cookies Fortune Triad match will happen. Practicite versus Yasmin versus James Booker. No other updates as far as other matches that might be on that monthly match card. Speaking of Dizzy Derailed, Dizzy Derailed is doing her secret Krampus campaign. Check out her posts on the Facebook discussion group, the SRG Super Show discussion group, if you're interested in participating in that. It's like a secret Santa type thing, but that's going on. Apparently there are just a few days left to sign up if you're interested in doing that. The last thing that I want to get into before I start talking about the tournaments from this past week is the 2021 Create a Competitor competition. Per SRG Universe, that competition is supposed to kick off sometime this week. I would have guessed Wednesday, possibly Thursday. The only thing is they have not announced who the matchup is going to be. I'm assuming, based on conversations I've had with Patrick Mulligan, that the matches in the first round will be like the matches in the first round of the 2020 competition. Fatal Four Ways, you can vote once per hour for the competitor you want to see win. There will be a link to a website in the discussion group. You go to that website, you make your vote there. I am once again running JAC. Look for a promo to hit the discussion group soon. If you're looking for a competitor to vote for, please consider voting for JAC. I promise you I will go hard with JAC as long as he is in the contest. And with that, let's talk about the tournaments. From this past week, there were only two. We'll start with Monday night's Proving Ground. The Monday Night Proving Ground Tournament 
normally run by the Dread Pirate Tech Support, was instead run by Lucky Cat Nico. This was the Scales of Equity stipulation created specifically for the Proving Ground. The way this works is this. For each consecutive turn roll you win, that turn roll is minus one. So, for example, if I win a turn roll, it's normal. If I win the next turn roll, my next turn roll is minus one. If I win the turn roll after that, it's minus two, so on and so forth. That is my understanding of how it worked. After the initial rounds and the top cut, the top four in the past week's proving ground, December 6th, ended up being in fourth place, playing as Back Hurton, Jacob Denmark, the Mad Custodian. In third place, playing as Okada, the Ring General, Anthony Perry. In second place, playing as Yamato Hama, Jeremy Steigerwald. The winner, making a long-awaited return to Super Show the Game after a long hiatus, Ray Garcia playing as the Mad One. Congratulations to him. It's nice to see you come back, and nice to see you come back making a big splash. The other tournament from this past week was Chibi's Seat of Power, Season 2, Week 2. There were 22 players in this tournament. They were divided up into four groups, top two from each group advancing. So you had a top cut of eight. In the first round of the top cut, the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were played using the Liger's Den stipulation. In the semifinals, all of the matches were Psycho Circus matches. And the finals match, as well as the third place match, was a last competitor standing match. The top four here were in fourth place, playing as Candy Mam, John Pulverina. In third place, playing as Scarlet Graves, El Super Jimbre. The runner up here, playing as Rainbow Girl, Lucky Cat Nico, and the winner, playing as himself, Eddie Fury. Congratulations to Eddie Fury for winning that tournament. As far as future events coming up, I already mentioned the monthly match card taking place a week from today. That is taking place on December 19th. As far as what's listed on Super Show the Game, at this point there's currently nothing listed, but look for Proving Ground again tomorrow night. That is to say on the 13th, look for something to run on Thursday. And then who knows, pretty wide open week. We may see another tournament or two pop up. And always again, Dojo Tuesday nights. As far as what is listed on the SRG Super Show discussion group for events, we have the second annual Fort Wayne Slam Down and Birthday Bash. That's next Saturday, the 18th at 1 p.m. And we have the Delco Wrestling Alliance Birthday Bash. That's December 19th at 1 p.m. The Fort Wayne Birthday Bash taking place in Fort Wayne, Indiana. 
the Delco Wrestling Alliance Birthday Bash taking place at Alternate Universe's Homes, which is near Homes, Pennsylvania. So if you're in those local areas, if you want to check those out, please do so. All of the details, all of the details are currently listed on the events section of the SRG Super Show discussion group. So check those out if you're interested in attending those events. With that, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.